Today we're kicking off the October Halloween season with our 13th episode. And with the number 13, you know it had to be Friday the 13th. A 1980, I'm not going to say it, <laughs> but... Cold but classic? You, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say it. I told myself. I mean, I'm not going to really... say it. <laughs> I don't think you consider this a cult classic, right? Because it's so it, it's so huge, right? I mean, there's a well, huge it's a franchise. classic. I mean, I said I wouldn't you know. just say it. You yeah. say it. You say it, Steve. What? Well, what you just said. It's not a cult classic. But it's a. It's but, a franchise. Well, it's a classic. classic. Well, it's a classic. Come on, well, I mean, man, just say it. I mean, I don't what determines say it. what determines a classic movie? I don't know. <laughs> uh, one that released like. 12, uh, we, we, now this is a pet peeve of mine. Or is it a classic because it's old? You know, is it well, it's, 20, it's, 20 years yeah, old but it's a classic? It's a, it's a iconic film in the horror yes. genre that changed yes. the dynamic of horror in the 80s. Like there were so many copycats. Friday 13th. Actually ripped off Halloween, and Sean Cunningham, the director and producer of Friday Thirteenth, even said, "Hey, we're going to take Halloween and we're going to rip it off." And I, he had this title in mind, Friday Thirteenth, and he knew he could make a lot of money from it if he could get it off, and uh, you know, off, uh, you know, into a, a script and all that. They didn't even have a script. It, well, uh, see, I'm jumping ahead, but. Right. Uh, Sean Cunningham, he was the producer on The Last House on the Left with uh, uh-huh. that was directed by Wes Craven. Um, he wanted he he was set out to make another horror movie. When he saw the success of Halloween, he knew that the dates, you know, holidays and different things. I mean, obviously, had a selling point. Right, but he had the man. If I could just get the, the idea, the title of Friday Thirteenth out there, he knew it'd be something big, at least you know a money maker. And he was right. And the fact of the matter is, he took Friday Thirteenth. He put a they put an ad in Variety, claiming they were going to make this film, and they didn't even have a script. And sold it. He ended up getting financing and all that stuff. But that's just inside baseball. What I consider this a an iconic horror film is because when it came out, okay, so we'll do Halloween. You know, we're going to talk about Halloween later. But virtually Halloween had no gore. Halloween would be like soft core because there was no gore. So Friday Thirteenth would turn that around to be like hardcore, you know. That was hardcore for the time. So they were gonna show all the gore, blah blah blah, and mm. really up the ante. And then it it set off the whole trend of the '80s. There was like, okay, April Fool's Day. There was Silent Night, Deadly Night, Happy Birthday to Me, Mother's Day, My Bloody Valentine, and uh, I believe a few other ones. Before even Halloween, one of my favorite holiday horror films was Black Christmas. And that was a Christmas movie, but that was Black Christmas. And that was like in, I don't know, 74 maybe or something by Bob Clark, who actually did A Christmas Story and Porky's. You remember that movie? We got to do that. We will do that movie in December. We have to do it. That one gave me chills. I mean, it, it really... It's a great, it's a great uh, holiday uh, horror flick. Friday Thirteenth kind of set off the whole gore genre of slasher flicks of the nineteen eighties. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was, it was the definitely the most successful uh, gore yeah. uh, movies for sure. Yeah. So, um, and and the other thing is Friday Thirteenth is probably the longest of the franchises but but going back to what really gets my on my nerves is they stopped at 12 where the hell is 13 hmm. right uh, so so there's friday 13th one there's two there's three there's four there's five we'll go through each one a little bit but uh 
six, seven, eight, nine. Okay. And then they get uh, into other ones like the tenth was the Jason X. Which is the, which is ten. And yeah, and um, eleven was Freddy versus Jason. And then you had the reboot Friday thirteenth was twelve. So I mean yeah. What about Jason what about Jason Takes Manhattan? Yeah, that was eight. Was it? Yeah. But they rebooted Friday thirteenth with the you know, the dude from Super Supernatural, Jared uh Padalecki. Padale- Padalecki. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but, yeah. But but mm-hmm. I um dude, I was for sure they were gonna have Another one after that. I mean, it. I thought it was pretty successful. That came out in two thousand nine. Uh, but I haven't seen the thirteenth Friday thirteenth. Now, how are you gonna make a franchise this long and wait this long for the thirteenth Friday thirteenth? I don't care. I just want a thirteenth one. So anyway, that's. Uh, I don't know. That's just me thinking. Right. Out loud. So, getting back to Friday Thirteenth Part One. Yes. What do you remember the first time you saw it? It well, I don't, you know, for sure. But it, it was in the early '80s. I I couldn't tell you exactly, but I mean, it came out in '80, so I I'd probably see. I probably saw it around '81, '82. I mean, I didn't obviously yeah. see it in the theater. No, I didn't either. I mean, definitely, we were, we were def- definitely on, yeah, definitely on VHS, probably uh, at a friend's house or something, because my yeah. parents never really watched slasher movies or anything. Yeah, honestly, but it, um, was it suspenseful to you? Do you remember when you first saw it? Oh, oh when I was a kid, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, th- sure. I thought it scared the crap out of me. I thought the Blu-ray looked great. I mean, really? it definitely looked it, it looked good for you know for you know being forty years old for sure. Yeah, they cleaned it wasn't it up. as it wasn't as good as some of the other Blu-rays I've seen, but I don't think I don't think when it was new that it was as high a quality as some other movies. You know what I mean? So I think it's I think it looks as good as it possibly can. Yeah, because sure. I mean it, it was a lower budget film when it came out. I mean, yeah. they didn't have a big budget on this one at all. These guys, I'm guessing that the biggest paid actor on there was Betsy Palmer because she was the biggest actor they they got on there uh and i didn't even know who she was honestly she's a you know i guess a famous actress back in the day and they were all shocked that she did this film they thought it would ruin her they thought oh well i guess siskel and ebert they really tore it apart they hated it you know because you know it's one of those one of those films and there were it was just you know trashy and there was sex and there's all this violence and the whole idea of her doing this role was shocking to him, you know? And so they really trashed it. But before this, I mean, I, I, she's got the billing as like the star, but really she was, she was like a big, like fifties actor, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was like a, you know, considered a wholesome type actress and yeah, real funny. And, you know, yeah, I had no, I had no idea. You know, when I saw, I saw the billing, you know, uh, Betsy Palmer, and I was like, well, I thought it was one of the kids. I had no idea who it was. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a Kevin Bacon in there, but that was way before his popularity. Yeah, it was like he had just got done filming, I think, Animal House, and then that that one was his next one. So he was, Animal House was a big hit, but he wasn't a big star yet. I was say if nothing else, it probably resurrected her career because it it looks like she hadn't really done anything from like sixty eight to eighty almost. Yeah, I mean uh, that's probably why she took the role. But man, I mean that was pretty risky for. I guess if you were you had that reputation, then all of a sudden you're you're playing some psychotic, you know, killing killer mom. On a, on a show, but yeah, she died in 2015 at 88, but she would appear at a lot of these Comic-Con type, you know, events and stuff. Yeah. And she she ended up loving it. She thought it was, I think she hated it in the beginning when, when she heard, 
you know, but, but, you know, it was a paid job or something. I don't know for sure, but I know she, she said she, she ended up loving the role later on or, you know. Yeah. A lot of people that, um, you hear, um, that do like these, you know, like these kooky, like, um, let's say a cult classic movies, right? Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or cult classic shows. Yeah. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I hated being in it, but as time goes on and they get involved in the cons, the comic cons yeah. and stuff, then they really start to love it because I think, you know, they're just so happy that people come out and appreciated their work when they thought that it was just like a throwaway movie or something they hated. Most people know what Friday 13th is, but they always relate Friday 13th with Jason Voorhees. Hey guys, we got a special coupon code for our listeners. The coupon code is RETROMEDIA. RETROMEDIA. And you can get 30% off over at 80stees.com. 80stees.com. Guys, they got t-shirts and hoodies from all kinds of different categories of the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. You got 80s movies, 80s cartoons, 80s music, superheroes, 80s TV, fantasy, wrestling, 90s movies, video games, 70s movies and TV shows, 90s TV shows, 90s cartoons, 2000s movies, You got holiday and Christmas, and this is the perfect place to spend your money on great quality apparel. And the best is you get 30% off by using our special coupon code at checkout, RetroMedia, over at 80stees.com. So obviously we're talking about Friday 13th 1 mainly. Jason Voorhees, he doesn't show up till the end of the film. Well, he doesn't and, really show up at all, technically, right? No, he shows up, but he shows up at the end of the film as a little boy coming out of the well, water. <laughs> right, but but isn't that but isn't that like a dream? No, they they, they made it seem like it could be a dream, or maybe it wasn't because you saw the little bubbles like on the on the lake. Like, did she? Was there a little boy there? We didn't see any boy. We didn't find any boy, but. Something pulled her in the water, or, or, you know, the cops at the on the beach there didn't see anything, obviously, but uh, maybe they thought she just fell backwards. So it kind of leaves it open ended. Ending was it a dream? Was it not a dream? And in the end, you find out obviously there's part two, so it wasn't a dream. He's still there, and then. And then her last words in the movie were, well, then he's still there, you know. So that kind of leaves it. And I, I think that was brilliant because they probably didn't know if there was going to be a sequel, but it kind of left right. it to where, hey, man, you know, if this movie does good, hey, we might be on to something here. But, and, yeah, I, I I hadn't remembered. I didn't remember those. I haven't seen this in so long. But, um, you know, when you're thinking about Friday the 13th, and when you don't see, you know, him with the hockey mask on, you feel a little ripped off. Yeah, because that's what everybody imagines Friday Thirteenth. They always right. think of the hockey mask. And me and you know the hockey mask doesn't come until part three. Uh, the potato sack is in the second one. Yes, with the one-eyed potato sack, which kind of reminds me of that movie. Uh, sundown. Oh, wait, what was it called? Um, it's a really the, good movie. The uh, town. The, yes. The town. It's the dreaded whatever. sundown. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is a great movie, and it was based yeah, I, on a loosely based on a true story, I, I believe. I actually, I, I like the sack, but not the sack, but yeah. the, <laughs> the burlap sack better than the hockey mask. Well, I thought the burlap sack was freaky. You know. Yeah, and I and think old, yeah, and I think Friday Thirteenth and one and Part Two are probably the scariest of them, to be honest. Because I think they, be, you know, even though I love all the Friday Thirteenths, they do become very comical. You know, they're almost like horror comedies in a way. Yeah. Um, but I think the the first two are the most serious. 
third one, though, I, I love because he does get his hockey mask. And it was filmed in 3D. I didn't get to see it in 3D at the time. Uh, I was too too young, but uh, I had a friend. Well, he, he was a classmate. And he went, somehow he got to see it in 3D. And he later, he knew what a fan I was. And he gave me his 3D glasses. But then I later got to see it in 3D. I've never seen it in 3D either, but when you watch it, you know, they, they use those, like, really stupid effects where, you know, he's, like, he's thrusting the, the knife towards the camera. Oh, it's real it, gimmicky, yes. Mm-hmm. Real gimmicky. So it came out uh, May 9th, 1980. It had a budget of 550000 and it grossed thirty-nine $39,754,000. Uh, I think U.S., but then it grew worldwide $59.8 million. So it, it really made a lot of money. And, you know, uh, how much money has it made since 1980? Jeez. Oh, I oh mean, it's, it's, it's probably at least, you know, half a billion. It had to have. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, bought probably three versions of the DVD, then the Blu-ray. Oh, gosh. Because there, there was a DVD that came out, the original. Then I had to buy, I don't know what it was. It was some other one, maybe. Uh, then I had to buy the deluxe version. And then the Blu-ray. You know, back in the day, dude, I would never have guessed that I would walk into a Target and see Friday the 13th action figures sitting on the main aisle displayed. I never would have thought that. And now I see Friday 13th, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, action figures displayed. That was something like, that would never have flew back then, you know? They would have, it would have been like a, I mean, not in a main toy store. Right. You know, these are the main aisles. I'm thinking, gosh, man, if I was a kid and I saw that back in the day, I would have been like, yeah, I know what I want for Christmas. Uh, you know, I want. Well, I mean, <laughs> you got to remember. Number one, the world is different today, and the toy buyers are uh, different today. Older, yeah, they're uh, they're our I mean, age, probably. Yeah, the only people that are buying toys <laughs> are 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 adults. Yeah. Um, and the adults that are buying them for kids, basically, once a kid hits four years old, they don't buy toys anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like. All the action figures, all the movie-related memorabilia for any big movie, it's all bought by adult collectors yeah. in comic book shops and stuff like that. True. Something like that movie could hold up to this day, and they're still making action figures for it? Well, yeah. It's amazing. You know, it's the same thing. You go into any any store in the month of October that sells Halloween stuff, you're going to see a Jason mask for sale for Halloween. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the T-shirts. I can find a. It was you know back in the day when when the movies came out. You know, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't even find a T-shirt. You know, half the time of, of something like that. And now they're all over the place. I mean, I probably got four different Friday Thirteenth shirts. You know, same with Halloween. I, I got all kinds of T-shirts now. Horror T-shirts. You couldn't find them back in the day. You'd be lucky if you could. Well, I did get a Nightmare on Elm Street 3 t-shirt when that came out with Dream Warriors. I got that uh, Yeah. from some friends uh, from my birthday party. But, I mean, those were hard to find shirts. They, weren't, they just weren't mass-producing that stuff. The other thing was Sean Con- Cunningham get a soundtrack because he knew, he knew how effective Halloween was with the soundtrack. He needed somebody to to come up with the soundtrack that would scare the shit out of you. Then comes Harry Man Fredini. If they didn't have that score, I don't think Friday Thirteenth would be as effective without that score. What do you think? Uh, honestly, um, I don't even notice. It's not memorable to me. The only really? thing that's memorable to me is that. Well, that's, well, yeah, yeah. 
But that's it. That's what I'm saying. Well, it was actually kill, kill, ma, ma, ma for mommy, and kill uh, what he was what he was saying because that's what he did in this Echoplex machine back in the. It was a it was a delay machine. Then uh-huh. he would say kill, 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 ma, 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 and then it came out to be like a chi, 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 cha, cha, you know, echo. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but yeah, that's what he was doing. He was saying kill, 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 ma, 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 you know, like kill mommy, blah, blah, blah. And that's what came about that whole freaky ass, you know, uh, score. But he had a lot of orchestrated stuff going. I mean, I probably, I probably realize there's music playing or yeah. something but it it doesn't stand out like John Carpenter's Halloween you know there's orchestrations yeah but that whole you know kill 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 mama i mean that that was unique and that's what made it well yeah that's that's definitely creepy for sure yeah 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 and uh yeah i don't think friday the 13th would be Half as good without that soundtrack, but in that that whole effect that he did. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, most of those movies um, back then, and even still today, it's all about audio cues. Like yeah. if you took a horror movie and just took all the sound away, uh, they wouldn't be nearly, you know, yeah. as creepy or scary. So when you add like a creepy element to it, yeah, it definitely affects it. Hey, do you know that get the the guy that played Bill in there, the character Bill? He's one of the kids. Did you know? Um, I think he was the one that chopped up the snake. Oh. You you know when they chopped up that snake, in the yeah yeah yeah, uh, they used a real snake. <laughs> it, it looked like it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And uh, they probably and, got in uh, trouble for it. The, the, yeah, the girl that um, got the axe in her head. Uh, shoot, I forget her name now. Uh, in the movie, but she was like, she was like on the documentary, go, I am so sorry for. <laughs> she, she was like apologizing for the film because uh, they actually used a, a real snake and killed it. <laughs> and they did that back then, though, in a, quite a few movies. Killed yeah, nobody gives a crap about a snake. Who yeah, cares? No. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I hate I snakes. Mean, if they, if, I mean, if it was like, you know, a scene where they chop a, a puppy's head off and they yeah. use a real puppy, that would be something, but it's a snake. Yeah, I know. Snake, Everybody yeah. hates snakes except for the few weirdos that keep them in cages in their house. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hate uh, snakes, but yeah, that was that was kind of funny when I heard when I learned that. But I was thinking that too. I was like, man, that sure does look like a real snake. Yeah, when they when they chopped it and how the, how it reacted. Yeah, I was like, that's a that's a real snake. Yeah, for sure, I could tell. Well, that character Bill, his name was Harry uh, Crosby, and he was the son of Bing Crosby. Did you know that? I had no idea. Let me, yeah. let me zoom in on his face here. Yeah, Bing he Crosby's re- son he, is in this movie. There's not a real a whole lot of resemblance. And what's crazy is Bing Crosby had died shortly before the the filming of that, and so he was telling a lot of stories about his dad and all that stuff. And I don't know when he died. I guess I could look that up. They were filming in '79, so I was kind of curious when Bing Crosby died. '77. Okay, so 77. Yeah, so I don't know. Bing Crosby never got to see his son in Friday the 13th. You know, I mean, that's that's something that, you know, whether it's a an Academy Award-winning movie, if it's if that's like your first movie and your father was a big star, I mean, that yeah, that would be something you'd, you know, you'd want your father to be proud of you for at least being in show business, I suppose, you know. Yeah. I don't know what he did after that. I I never looked it up, but um not a whole lot. Okay. So that might have killed his career. No. <laughs> I don't know. Uh but you know, I'd be proud of being in Friday thirteenth if I was the, if I was in it. Of course I would. There was a lot of uh there was not specifically about the actors, but there was a lot of just like goofy uh characters. Like, mm-hmm. um, like the 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 head guy in charge at the camp. He was like the like ultimate pervert. Yeah, the Christie like guy. All touch- yeah, he was like all touchy feely and yeah. just like creeping. Yeah, no. really creepy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and wanna... another person that was weird was was that police officer. Remember him? How weird oh, yeah. he was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Brenda, the Lori Batram, Bartram, I don't know, Bartram, I guess, her name. Yeah, yeah. She played Brenda in there in the movie, and uh, she died in 2007, May 25th, of cancer, so that's sad. She and was they, the one that was... was Though they were the one they were, was she was she was the one they were waiting on, right, to arrive? Was is that was that her? No, she. You mean the hitchhiker? No. Yeah, she, yeah. She's the one that um, they were playing like strip poker, and she was one of those. I don't know why. Uh, strip was strip monopoly, I guess. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, I got gotcha. you. But. Um, she never got naked or anything, but uh, uh, yeah, there really wasn't any nudity in this movie, was there? Oh yeah, there was one, one scene. Was there what? Well, it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, the one with um, Kevin Bacon. Oh yeah, 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 and, but it was yeah, it wasn't a whole lot like gratuitous, yeah, but yeah, no, there, yeah, there was. No, it wasn't. No, it was just um, just one boob scene that I could think of, just that one. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. And what's and weird was, is I thought there was more than that. When I rewatched it, I was like, man, I thought there was more nudity in this. But uh, no, there wasn't. It got more uh, gratuitous later on. You know, you have premarital sex, you're going to get killed theme, you know. So right. it was always the ones that were <laughs> fooling around and always was got killed. Wasn't, it, wasn't that what <laughs> um, that was supposed to be the reason uh, Jason's mother was killing the people because there was counselors having sex which yep. they weren't paying attention and he drowned yep that was it yeah 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 because yeah. in the beginning they showed the two counselors that were fooling around and then she kills them but yeah, how, she, how long was it before he drowned that she started killing people was it a year i, I don't know now now i'm trying to figure out the time said yeah. But I think they tr then they but they tried to reopen it. It was like two years later, right? I think somebody had said that. No, it was uh, the the killing happened in fifty eight. Okay, nineteen fifty seven. Pamela okay. receives a job as a cook at Camp Crystal Lake. Friday, September thirteenth. While there, eleven year old Jason accidentally drowns in the lake. Okay, so nineteen fifty eight. A year later. Mm -hmm. Is Friday, June 13th, Pamela, driven mad over the grief of her son's death, kills two counselors at Camp Crystal Lake. The killer is never apprehended, and the camp is soon shut down. In 1979, this must be... So 20 years later. 20 years later. That must be the present day. So 79 is, is supposedly the present day, and that's when it goes on from there. The Friday 13th ending was... Probably the most effective ending for me uh, as far as making me jump. I don't care how many times I've seen the damn thing. Yeah, for It sure. always gets me every damn time. And I think it's because Harry uh, Manfredini has that, that just calming music for like a long time. I mean, it just seems like it carries on and on. <laughs> And everything's like just so sweet, and everything's—it's all over. And then when he gets you right, when Jason jumps out of that damn water, yes, and 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 he and he slams you with that music, that ting, ting, you know, that changing it from the sweet little lullaby, uh, everything's okay music to that to that harsh, nice, you know, horror score, just boom makes me jump yeah no that i i that's one thing that i remember about the movie as a kid yeah was that you know you think you think the movie all the scary stuff's over right and then when he pops up out of the water like that wasn't that what everybody was talking about because that's what i remember i just remember did you see him in the end when jason when the you know jason comes out of the water it just made everybody like just shocked you know and i heard like at the theater people are like just everybody was jumping out of their seats and some were running out of the theater yeah, <laughs> that's crazy man it. but you know people got scared more more scared of things back then now they're so desensitized it takes a right. lot to scare anybody right. 
I mean, uh, they filmed that in New Jersey at an actual working camp, but it was closed at the time. I think uh, the season, you know, the, but they were filming right. in the fall, and I guess that was really cold water. That uh, well, yeah, in Jersey in the fall, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was a Boy Scout camp. Yeah, um, that's what it was. Yeah, and supposedly, um, it's still in operation, and uh, somewhere on the camp, I don't know where, there's like a little memorial thing. No kidding for the movie on there. Gosh, man, you you know with with as many crazy people are out there, I'm surprised nobody's like tried to be a real Jason. You know, tried to commit some kind of crime there. Did you hear what happened to that uh, the actress that uh, cut off uh, Pamela Voorhees, aka Betsy Palmer's head? If you haven't seen it, sorry, but uh, yeah, that's that's what happens. Uh, Alice, what's her freak? Adrian King, or no, Adrian. Her name? Yeah, Adrian King. That's right. Did you hear what happened after the filming? No. She uh, actually had a stalker after the filming of that, and all this shit happened and whatever. And she ended up having a gun on her uh, pulled to her head from the stalker, and she ended up talking him down and everything's fine now but she goes to comic cons all the time now and everything and she's she's met the you know she's just loves her fans and everything so a couple years ago they were they were advertising um where you could go to that camp really for like a tour slash you know halloween yeah type uh yeah that would be pretty sweet that would be sweet Hey guys, this is Steve here, and I want you to try the best superfood on the market. Field of Greens, real organic superfood. Just use my special coupon code, HEALTHYLIFE, for ultimate savings. The benefits of Field of Greens contain antioxidants, boosts immunity, completely organic, supports healthy metabolism, and a natural source of vitamins and minerals. Try Field of Greens today with my special coupon code Healthy Life at checkout. Healthy Life. That Lori uh, Bartram, she was only 49 when she died. And then that other guy, uh, Crazy Ralph, he died um, in 2004. The, you know, the guy in the uh, beginning says, you. Uh, warning, don't go to the yeah. Crystal Lake, uh, whatever yeah, yeah. his bike. He was 91 when he died hmm. 2004. We were talking about Betsy Palmer, and we were um, we were talking about how, you know, she was known for doing other types of film. I, I just, I just yeah. saw this thing, and it says that um, she was in desperate need of a new car. That's why she took the role. Oh, no way, dude. And she, <laughs> she, uh, uh, she read the script. She called the movie a piece of shit. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> but um, but it said um, um, she did warm up to the film um, as it made her more famous than infamous. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, she actually embraced the film after afterwards. But, yeah, because like I said, she, she, she had like a nine or ten year period where she didn't do anything. I guess it's better than porn. Well, check this out. <laughs> uh, because the camp was closed during filming and situated in the deep New Jersey woods, the cast and crew didn't see much outside interference, but it turned out they had a very... Um, hold on. The damn computer is locked in. Um, <laughs> it turns out that um, they had a very famous neighbor. It said rock star Lou Reed owned a farm nearby. No way. And they said they uh, they got to watch Lou Reed play for free right in front of us while we were making the film. Oh my! He came God. by the set and hung out with everybody, and he was just a, a really uh, ah. really super cool guy. That's funny. So that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny, man. Yeah. So uh, uh, so Friday thirteenth uh, kicked off a, a slew of sequels. So I guess we should talk about. Some of the sequels. I know 
you said you didn't see them all, but we'll we'll briefly kind of talk about. Okay, so Friday Thirteenth Part Two uh, occurs like five years after the events of the first film, and a summer camp next to the infamous Camp Crystal Lake is preparing to open, but the legend of Jason is weighing heavy on the proceedings. Uh, that's what it says in part two. But anyway, we, we'll just go from uh, part two. Jason is uh, alive and well and we- wears a potato sack with one eye and uh, does the killing. And that was that opened and oh, that came out in a year later, 81. Yeah, I don't the- remember how he got the potato sack for some reason. He finished the potatoes and... <laughs> I don't. But he put it on his head. But it, I thought that was it was cool that he kept the mom's head in that little uh, that little shed or whatever, little, and little shack with a yeah. sweater and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, but yeah, yeah the, that was a freaky movie. I thought. Yeah, for sure. For sure, it was a, a very freaky. You know, it's pretty crazy though. Is the, um, I was I was noticing that. You know, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Part two and part three, they churned a movie out every year for for those first movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. 80, but I guess when eighty one, eighty two, they're when, busy. When there's really no there's really no story. I mean, you can pretty much churn a movie out, right? I mean, you just yeah. have some guy going around just you know right. murdering people. Yeah, but yeah, Friday Thirteenth uh, Two was was I thought really effectively suspenseful and and scary. It was directed by Steve Miner, which I think Steve Miner was he a producer on the first one? He wasn't the director. That was Sean Cunningham, but I think he was like producer or something. But he directed the the second one, and Betsy Palmer returns. Uh, with like dream sequencer sequences and stuff, and Amy Steele's like the 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 lead uh, cast in that one, or you know, the lead uh, female hero, whatever. Um, and then the uh, dir- Steve Miner also directed the third one, and the third one like we said prior was filmed in 3d and that's where he gets his mask so i mean really the first three movies are like probably the best ones out of the series except for oh shoot yeah i don't know man yeah the first three and i gotta say i guess you've seen freddy versus jason haven't you i have not oh my gosh that's probably my next favorite just because it's so it's so action-packed there's so much like great 80s throwback stuff in there and i I really loved how they did that movie but uh, anyway yeah that was a great movie uh when we move to part four we're introduced to Tommy Jarvis. Friday thirteenth, the final chapter. I think they were trying to end it. I'm not sure, but we all thought it was going to end, and it was in 1984. Right. But I think they said, "Screw this, man! We're making too much damn money. Let's make another one." And so they tried to kick off a, because it was um, oh, what's his face, man? Corey Feldman. Oh, Corey yeah, yeah, yeah. Feldman, like, stabs him a hundred times or whatever, or something like that. And, right, and then and then he falls on that wheat thresher, right, at the end, right? Yeah, so, yeah, so you think, okay, uh, he's never going to survive that. But I just remember when, when Friday the 13th, The New Beginning came out, and I found out it was a... a, a not even Jason. I was like, I wouldn't even give it a chance. And that was the biggest letdown, I think, in the series. But it's it's a, it's not a bad film if you can get past that it's not right. Jason. But, but you um, know, what, did you, what did you think, though, when, when it was called A New Beginning? I know. The title makes sense, truly. But I think I wanted a new beginning with a... With the same Jason, I guess. <laughs> and then it got, then it started. 
okay, we got to figure out how to bring him back. And that's when Jason lives occurs. Wasn't it like lightning or something that brings him back? And I haven't seen strike. Uh, Yeah, you have seen that one. That's right. But uh, it brings him back from the dead. That was in 1986. I, I did like Jason Lives. Um, and then when the next one came out, uh, A New Blood, The New Blood, I wouldn't give that one a chance because I found out this chick had, like, psychic powers and shit. And it was like, oh, man, this is this is getting so damn hokey. And uh, that came out in 88. I didn't see it for probably... Uh, Probably VHS sometime. I, I finally gave it a gave it a shot, and you know, one one thing is some of these movies I hated when they came out. I just literally freaking hated them. Like Jason Takes Manhattan came out after that. I literally hated those movies. I said this is freaking ridiculous. Why are they Why are they screwing up Friday Thirteenth? And then later on, I started to find a value in them. They started becoming funny. They were like funnier than most comedies, and then I was like, "Man, you know what? These damn, these damn Friday Thirteenth are freaking hilarious." You know, the later they get, and and um, there's a lot of comic value in Jason Takes Manhattan that I like, and uh, and then Jason Goes to Hell comes out, and that was like, uh, it started like it was like a supernatural thing where jason's like uh like demonic spirit was like possessing all these people you know and so it's jason like bouncing into different bodies and stuff that was kind of whacked out um and then they started like oh what are we going to do with jason next he's been to hell he's been all these different places so let's send him out into space so then he's been like um uh, cryogenically, whatever they call that, frozen. And then they go in space, and then he comes alive, you know. And, of course, his mask was all futuristic and stuff. But there were some funny parts in Jason X, I got to admit. It, it was, as far as the whole, like, plot when I heard it, it was like, oh, man, this is going to be stupid. Um, there was actually some redeeming qualities in it. Now we're at 11, and it was Freddy versus Jason. Now, you didn't see Jason goes to hell, so you wouldn't know. But the ending to Jason goes to hell has Jason's mask lying there on a grave Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then you see uh, Freddy's glove come out of – or Freddy's hand with the glove – Come out of the ground and pull his mask in, and that was just an awesome ending. Cause, so everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, they're gonna make a Freddy versus Jason at one point." And you know, Jason X came out, and then we finally got Freddy versus Jason. What everybody was waiting for. This was ten years, dude. This was 1993. Jason Goes to Hell comes out. We had to wait 10 years for Freddy versus Jason to actually occur. And what I loved about it is they used Robert England in it. And uh-huh. um, they had a uh, Ronnie Yu as director. Like uh, some, I don't know what he's done, but uh, the choreography and everything with the battle and the fight, it was just awesome. I mean, it goes on forever, right? It's a great, just, it's a great uh, fight scene. But I suggest you watch it, man. It's it's a really good movie. Um, so, I haven't seen it, and I probably, I, I may be watching it someday. Mm-hmm. So, who wins Jason versus? Well, I'm not going to tell you. Freddy. Because it could be a... Because in theory, there's no way Jason could kill Freddy. Mm-hmm. There's just no way. Right. You got to see it, man. They The way they do it is very, very effective. Because you know you're going to get hate from 
each camp. You know, you don't, you know, you got you got people that want Freddie to win. You got people that want Jason to win, and then you got people that you want to tie. So it's it's very it's interesting. You got to check. Well, it out. my guess is, and I haven't seen the movie. Is I guess that nobody dies. That's my guess, or they right. both whatever. Because yeah, because they're not gonna they're not gonna give somebody the upper hand, right? right it's just right. like. You know the King Kong Godzilla movie. Who's going to be the winner or the loser, right? You know they're not going to do that. It, um, it's good. That's <laughs> all I'll say. It's good. But I, but I was but I was reading um, somebody was talking about that movie, and they said that, which is kind of cool, um, officially that the Friday the Thirteenth series minus the brand new one with the guy from supernatural mm-hmm. but the, the the friday the 13th series yeah. is in this is in and has always been in the same universe as um nightmare on elm street so it wasn't like they just slapped it together they said it they've always been in the same they they somehow they established that that, that is like canon they are in the same universe so that's kind of cool. What do you mean? I guess I'm lost. Well, be, well, it's <laughs> you know a lot of a lot of times, you know, like they're not you know they'll have like these movie franchises, right? Yeah. You know, you'll like say you'll have um, you'll have a Spider-Man franchise, right? Right. And you have a Superman franchise. Those are not the same universe. Right. Right. They're not the same Earth or whatever. They're not. They're not. They they will never cross paths, right? Oh, so they Two they, they allow and they're in the same so, so, timeline yeah, and everything. Yes. In, okay. Cool. It's fourteen years since the last Friday Thirteenth movie. Am I doing that correct? Math wise, two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Thirteen years. Thirteen years. Oh my gosh! Exactly thirteen years. Wow, that's even weirder. Okay, so I rest my case, man. That's that's odd to me. Because if I was a studio or something, I would have been like, "Dude, we need a Friday Thirteenth pronto." Okay. Well, I don't know. You know, I mean, I th- I think they've run their course, right? I think they're you're never. Yeah, but see. you got. I don't care if you lose money. You got to have thirteen of them. It's just well, the- <laughs> that's that's not how that's not how movie studios think. Yeah, yeah I know. But come on, I mean, wh- where the hell Sean Con- Cunningham? The, wouldn't he want to do the thirteenth Friday Thirteenth movie? Well, where the hell is Sean Connery at? That's what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That dude's probably dead, Sean Cunningham. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out. Is he alive or dead? Come on, Sean. Where are you? Well, I know Sean Connery's dead, so he can't direct one. Yeah. Okay, Sean Cunningham is alive. Oh, my God. He's 80, though. Okay. Well, he's actually 59, 69, 79. He's 81. Yeah. 81? Damn. That's so weird. He was involved with uh, Jason X and Freddy versus Jason. Oh, he was? Did he produce it? Yeah, he was producer. Oh, okay, okay. And he was also the producer for the reboot. Oh, he was? Wow, okay. And he was one of the producers for Friday the 13th, the game. No shit. Huh. Wow. And <laughs> he was also producer for uh, one of my uh, favorite cheesy horror movies is House. Oh, I love House. Dude, did I tell you? Did I tell you I met the director of House? No, who's the, who's the director oh, wait. For, for that? Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Darn it. Was that Wink Martin? Not the director, but he was the, the writer he was the the director was actually Steve Miner who did the part two and three, but um, the dr- Fred Decker, the, Fred Decker, yes, who did Monster Squad. He directed Monster Squad. You remember that mo- movie? I 
yes, I do remember that. Yes. He was the director of that. He did the last Predator film, which I haven't seen, but... No, he wrote it. He wrote the script, I think, for the Predator film, but I think they screwed it up or something. Something like that. But Fred Decker... Oh, another cult classic. I, I did say it. I did say it. Not only is Monster Squad a, a cult classic, but Night of the Creeps. Have you seen that one? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, dude, that's an awesome film. Anyway, uh, he also did RoboCop 3. And he wrote uh, a bunch of stuff, like I think, I think he told me, like, Star Trek episodes or something. I don't know, always something like that. Yeah, he did some Star Trek uh, Enterprise. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, he was at a cookout because he married this girl that's from here. They were talking about it one time, and they were saying, oh, yeah, supposedly he did some movie uh, called The Monster Squad. And it was, I was like, what? <laughs> they never even heard of it. They never heard of the movie or nothing, you know. They they were just talking about, you know, her friend, uh, my girlfriend's aunt, her friend, uh, married this guy and from L.A. He was a director that did some movie called Monster Squad, and I'm, like, freaking out. I'm like, what? You know, he's the guy that did Night of the Creeps. They didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Well, anyway... One time they were like, hey, Steve, uh, Fred Decker's coming in town. And they're, they're going to go to the their cookout they're having. And, I, dude, I was oh, so nervous. I brought my DVDs over, too. And, uh, what a nerd. <laughs> yeah, I was total nerd, man. Total nerd. So, anyway, uh, I, entered, I, I introduced myself. I talked to him. And he was like, you know, he seemed... He seemed super cool. Like I knew what all you know, all the stuff he did and everything. And we were talking. He was talking about John Carpenter because I said I was a big John Carpenter fan too. Blah blah blah. Oh man, it was cool, man. I talked to him like a lot of the night. They got pictures and with him, and then my uh, my DVD signed. Well, there's this guy off to the side that was friends with uh, them. He was wondering why I was getting pictures and stuff, and. Uh, he come over. He saw that I had. A, I was holding a Monster Squad DVD. What's that? And he was like, "That Monster Squad." I was like, "Yeah." And and he's like, "Well, what are you doing?" It's like, uh, "Well, that's the director, and he about shit bricks. He ran home, and got his Monster Squad. That's that's me and my kids. One of my our favorite movies." He couldn't believe it that he was at this party the whole time and didn't really. <laughs> realize that Fred Decker, the director, was here. I mean, dude, this guy, you know, nobody nobody knew him, but pretty much us two. And it's and this guy's known all over the place, you know. But it was funny. Yeah. He was a cool guy. Is, he was a cool guy. That's my Fred Decker story, man. Yeah, good old Fred Decker. So uh but no dude, I love House. And and think we talked about House because he said you know he was a he was a writer on 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 House. I I love House. He's like you do. And he's like yeah. He wrote House House one and two. And um, Sean Cunningham he uh, produced both those I believe right. I think. Oh I don't know. Yeah he did. Yeah yeah he, yeah he did. But it had that dude Sean from Cunningham. Cheers in there and uh, yes yeah <laughs> Norm. <laughs> he is awesome. George Went, I believe is his name. Yeah. But I well, think I was pumped. Fir- yeah, go ahead. I was saying I was pumped to see uh to see the movie because William Cat was in it and he was the greatest American <laughs> yeah. hero. Yeah. yeah. He was awesome in it, man. Uh, he wasn't in two though. But they were funny movies. Two. They were funny yeah. movies. I think they did four of them. Three or four, I think. But I think only the I think the first two are the only good ones. First one is the best, I think, but because yeah. of William Cat. Yeah, they had all the house movies on, yeah. on 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 one disc or two discs or something. Yeah, I think though, like you said, I I think really uh, after one they, they were all downhill. I think. 
Yeah. I heard, and I didn't talk to him about it, but he said to somebody that they really they really screwed up the movie that he wrote. So, and I haven't, I started watching it one time, but I don't know. Did you see it? Uh, there's been so many, like, I don't, whatever, with Predator. Yeah, I know. It was and the, the Predator. It was the that, Predator, I think. I, I'm not sure if I saw it or not. He said they screwed up his whole whole script the the what i heard so he wrote the script and then they screwed it all up and he was real embarrassed by it likely story yeah. fred just probably lost his touch he can't write anymore <laughs> i mean so that's, how old is this, that's all here how old is this guy fred uh so he, he's pretty he's old probably, though, too then he's probably around 60s let me see oh, he's got to be older than that huh? he didn't look I mean, that if old he, if to he, me if if he wrote house in 1984 Mm-hmm. He's got to be at least. Oh, he's sixty-three. He's sixty-three. Okay. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's so it. So he was pretty young then when he when yeah. he started doing yeah. all that work. He co-wrote the Neo Nor Ricochet. You remember that movie, Ricochet? That had uh, um, Denzel Washington, John oh, yeah, Lithgow, yeah, yeah. Ice T. It was, it was like, like a 91. cop movie, right? Yeah, was that a cop? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know he wrote that. That was a pretty good film. I don't remember too much about it. I've seen it. Yeah, uh, getting back to Friday the 13th. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. You're always digressing. Oh, man. We love to digress. <laughs> hey, guys, do you want the ultimate iodine supplement? How about liquid B12? How about liquid turmeric in a herbal cold-pressed tincture? Never heated. The ultimate in detoxification. Pure, powerful, and potent liquid formulas in a raw herbal extract. Totally organic. Use our special coupon code HEALTHYLIFE at checkout at globalhealingorganics.com. Use coupon code HEALTHYLIFE. I, I love the film, but you know what? This is one film I can't remember exactly where I saw it. I don't know if it was HBO. I don't know if it was VHS. But I remember the first time I saw it, but I don't know. I don't remember where, but I remember it scared the crap out of me. I mean, yeah. it, it, it did make me jump. It's a uh, great film. It's it's uh, not what a lot of people think of when they think of Friday the 13th. Uh, because they expect Jason as the killer, but uh, it is the 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 picture that changed slasher films throughout the eighties. Uh, Sean Cunningham admits to wanting to rip off Halloween. He actually did more than rip it off. He created his own iconic killer. Of the 80s. And um, I don't think we'll ever see like a time in history where you'll have three big movie monsters like that. You know what I mean? Uh, Where you have Freddy, you know, a Jason, a Michael, and then uh, I guess you could throw in Chucky. Uh, He's somewhere in there, but... I mean, they, mm-hmm. those were the big franchises of that of that era, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, I would, I would say so. As far as slashers, those are the those those were the big those are the big ones. This kicks off our October horror film uh, series. Steve, you got anything else you want to add? No, no, not. Not, uh, not really that I can think of. Okay, before we go, I got to thank Tom Savini, the makeup artist, for his incredible, ahead of its time, makeup work on Friday 13th. He just did a tremendous job. And I also want to thank him for his service because he, like Steve Lego, is a veteran. And he was in Vietnam, and he's just a hell of a great guy tom was a combat photographer in vietnam the the brutal things he saw in vietnam 
has certainly been translated into his work and he's just a master at it. So, Tom, we want to thank you for your service and all the work you've done in the horror genre. So thank you, Tom. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, please, please, please subscribe to us. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts if you could. Uh, check us out on Anchor FM. Subscribe wherever you can. Please uh, go to RetroMediaTalk.com. Uh, check out the links there. We also got uh, some other things that you could uh, buy to help support the, the, the podcast, affiliate links, and stuff like that. Any support would be appreciative. Uh, we thank you for listening. This wraps up our 13th episode. So, um, real excited. We we made it past 10, and we're on 13. And uh, 13 episodes and three listeners. Three listeners. Hey, thanks for all three listeners. Hey, if you want to shout out next podcast, put something in the comments on the Facebook page. Check us out on Facebook backslash whatever uh, Retro Media Talk. I think that's it. Uh, just do a search Retro Media Talk on Facebook. And, uh, you know, if you checked it out, say something. We'll give you a call out. And, uh, I don't have no call-outs this week. Yeah, they're, just, like the, they're just shy. They're shy <laughs> listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either nobody's listening or nobody wants their name called out. So Right. Yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't enough. want to be affiliated with the show either. <laughs> I'm going to start using an alias. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got to build your brand, bro. I want to hear yeah. this $6 million man podcast you got coming out. Come on now. I, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah, because we all, well, a lot of us, we live $6 million man. That's right. Thanks for listening, guys. Please find us on all the platforms available. Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Player FM, Red Circle, Anchor FM, and much, much more. Don't say it, dude. (laughs) (laughs) No, you got to say it. I will not. I will not say Tinder this week. I will not say (laughs) it. Okay. Oh shit! Uh, Pornhub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Angie's list. Yeah, Angie's. <laughs> give us a rating on Angie's list. <laughs> really helps us out. Um, yeah, so Craze TV. Uh, we're on there. Uh, got a playlist on there with a K. K. Craze TV with a K. Amazon Music. You can say Alexa, play Retro Media Talk podcast she'll play it whatever um if you got one of those spying robots in your house just go ahead and tell her to play the podcast on there and uh every little bit helps guys you know we really appreciate we love talking about movies if you want to be a guest on here uh you know you can also give a shout out on on facebook or email me at retromediatalk at gmail.com is our email you know, and I, and I think you know if we're if we're going to entertain that thought of having people be uh, guests on the show, then we probably need to lay out a groundwork of what the next few shows will be. You know what I mean? That's you know, true. Nobody, nobody wants got, to be a guest on a random movie. Like, well, I don't know, I've never, never seen it. <laughs> well, what I would do is 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 email me what movies you would like to be on, or whatever, and and. And or yeah, we, if you have any favorite movies from the seventies, eighties, and nineties, you know you could list them. And if we if we think we want to talk about it, we, we would yeah. have you as a guest. Yeah, and, and if, if we your don't choices have, of movies suck, we're not going to contact you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if we, you know, if, if if we don't have a guest already on that m- movie, of course. But I'll I would email you back and tell you, hey, we already got a guest for this movie. Blah blah blah. But yeah, we we would definitely consider it for another movie or whatever. So give us a right. yeah, give me a list, whatever. So if you want to be a guest when we're reviewing on Golden Pond, let us know. <laughs> oh my god, we'll talk about it. Nine to five. <laughs> yeah. <nine>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you guys soon.
Hey guys, do you like Star Wars, Funko, Marvel Legends, McFarlane Toys, Legos? Then I got a special coupon code to save 10% over at Entertainment Earth. Use my special coupon code CRAZETV with a K. K-R-A-Z-E-T-V to get 10% off at entertainmentearth.com. EntertainmentEarth.com with coupon code CRAZETV with a K to save 10%.